Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. Well, welcome back to the Fearless Parenting Podcast. I have back with me my guest host, Tess Scott, for part two of a two-part interview. As I stated before, Tess wants to encourage women of all ages that they are not alone. And as a former black sheep turned Jesus girl, her redeemed life screams of the prodigal daughter who discovered that she is unmistakably chosen by our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's this hope, this story of redemption and God's indisputable faithfulness that she brings encouragement to other women. So without further ado, here's Tess Scott. Tess, welcome back. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I really, really love what you said in the last interview where you were giving your testimony and showing how God has worked mightily, awesomely in your life. But I also noted one other thing. When you said that you were writing your book, that there were some embarrassing things in it. And, you know, embarrassment is something we all deal with. Uh, Everybody's done embarrassing things in their life. But let's talk about that. (laughs) You you have something that, that you wrote in your bio, embarrassing things that every person does in their lifetime. So. That, that caught my interest. So let's talk a little bit about that. Well, sure. I love to talk about being embarrassed. So, um, yeah, we I think that <laughs> we all have things in common. We've all done those things, you know, like when you're having the worst hair day ever and you go to the store, you just have to run out. <laughs> this happened. I was having to, just like a terrible day. I think we were painting and I had pain in my hair. My hair was terrible. And I just ran over to the... Um, hardware store to grab something. And um, here was like people from high school that I hadn't seen since I was in high school. And they look at <laughs> me like, oh, haven't seen you for a long time. See, I noticed that you're doing great, you know. <laughs> or when you're kids, like I was once at an auction sale. I love auctions. So I was outside. It was, you know, when they used to have live auctions, which were amazing. And I was outside and I look over and here's one of my sons who was probably about two years old. And he's standing beside a tree and he's peeing. So he has his pants all the way down to his ankles and he's peeing on the bottom of the tree. Oh my goodness. And then some, a woman said, Oh, look at that cute little boy. And I said, yeah, look at that cute little boy. And I just looked the other way. Cause there's no use. Like I didn't want to interrupt him. And I uh, sure didn't want to say he was mine. <laughs> what, what, what can you say? You know, <laughs> right. he, he was, he was in the moment and, and that was kind of something that was a little bit hard to turn off. Yeah, you know, we, we've all had our embarrassing moments. I mean, it, there are those out there that if you say that you haven't done this, then 
did you haven't done it yet, but it will happen. Where you got your glasses all oh, and they're on top of your head, okay? Yes. And you're looking for them. Yes. You're walking around looking for them, and people say, "What do you look for?" Well, I'm looking for my glasses. Well, they're on your head. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's a little, it's a little embarrassing, but it happens to everybody, young and old. You know, yes. so it's just something that we all go through. But let me ask you this, Tess. Yes. As you said, we all have embarrassing things that we do, uh, but it's just weird. None of us are perfect. Why is there so much fear in parenting then? I mean, if we all do embarrassing things and and it's it's natural, why are we so hard on ourselves? Why is there so much fear and shame? You know what I think? I think that it's harder now. I mean, when I first had kids, it was like a long time ago. So... I talked to other parents, other uh, my friends who are moms, and I talked to them in person. I saw their life for exactly what it was like. It was chaos like mine, you know, or I call them up on the rotary dial phone and I'm talking to them and I can hear their kids screaming in the background, you know. But now I see my daughter-in-laws or young women in this generation, and they mostly meet people or talk to people virtually. So if you are only seeing the lives of your friends on their Instagram posts, I'm telling you, sister, that's not real. And if you're looking at that beautiful front of that house, right, you're looking at the beautiful front of that house. If you walk up to that house and open the door, there's laundry on her couch, just like yours. (laughs) It's not, it's not real. I think people aren't being real with each other always. We're having a lot of surface connections, but Mm -hmm. not a lot of real Mm -hmm. connections. And that's part of what I want to say to women. Like if you're, if you have little kids and your house looks like you have little kids, that's good. It should. <laughs> right? The expectation. We want to be I want to be real with people and say, "Yeah, that's what it's like. I've been there too and you're going to get through it. It's okay." Wow. That that's an awesome thought right there. So when you see somebody else and you see them go through that, you know that you can do it too. You know, yes. when uh, me and my wife we were Early in our marriage, I joined and became an usher because that's where uh, a lot of husbands and fathers, dad had been husbands and fathers for a while were. So I wanted to go where they were because I wanted to learn from them. Yes. What I'm gathering from you is that by seeing people in a real setting, that you know you can go to those people because they're authentic, they're real, they have been there, they have done that. And they can show you how to get through everything to get through this stage of your life and know that you're going to come out okay on the other side. Exactly. And that's biblical. I mean, in, right in Titus, older women are to mentor younger women, older men to mentor younger men. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Step up and men- and mentor, you know, whether that's sometimes that's like have a coffee every once in a while with this young mom or young woman or or and also be mentored by someone older than you. My my mentor just passed away a few weeks ago when she was 97 and amazing woman of faith. And still a week before she died was baking cookies and taking it pe- to people to cheer them up. And hundreds of women that that woman like just gave her life into or however you say that, you know, just, she just encouraged so many women in her life. Wow. 
Yeah. She in and of herself, her her life yes. was a testimony yes. in it of itself. So, you know, that, that kind of comes into my next one. By by being that type of a testimony to other women, it it will help them. And if a man can find a mentor, it, yeah. it will also help them stand up to and overcome uh you know, the things and the obstacles that they have before them, because we all have fears as parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't come with a manual to no. tell you what to do in every circumstance. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to what you were saying, Tess, by getting around these mentors and these models who I guess you can look at as a living and breathing, uh, you know, manual of how to do things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. And being in the word, like filling your head with truth. I'm always telling women this, like, you need to fill your head with truth. And one of the things like when I, when, you know, I, I knew that I was supposed to write and share my story of my book and talk to, I talked to women at conferences and things like this. I didn't want to, because of partly the embarrassment, <laughs> partly who would listen to Tess, you know, because I can often, the enemy can say to me, you know, you have this and this and this and this, and you've been married this many times and all these mistakes and remind me of the past, but I'm redeemed. And God chooses to not remember that past, right? He chooses. And that's not who I am anymore, but I need to put truth in there, right? In my mind. So that when I pull things out, they're true. And how am I going to know what they are if I can't compare them to truth? And the only truth I know, the only thing I know that I know that I know that I know to be true is the Bible. It's the only thing. It's the only it's thing. The only word because it tells us whose we are. Yes, that I know that. We are chosen. We are redeemed. We God loved us so much that even before we were born, he had a plan in place to reconcile us unto him. And a lot of times, uh, Tess, as you say, the world will tell you who you are and what you are, but it's not the truth. If you go to the word, the word will tell you over and over and over who you are. I mean, it'll tell you that I am God's handiwork. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God gave his only son for me, and I am free from condemnation. All these things it says in God's word. So I love it, Tess, when you say that we got to get into the word so that we put truth, we immerse ourselves in truth, we pour truth inside of us, and we can't pour out truth to other people if we've not been first placed it in ourselves so that then we could turn out and be that sort of manual, that that how-to manual to other people. You know, I'm going to stop telling people that there, there's not a manual. You know what? There are mentors out there that have been through this, and, and it's those Christian mentors or models that you can go to that say, hey, let me tell you a way that you can do it. It might not necessarily be the way, but it is a way. It is based on God's awesome truth. Yeah. You know, Tess, I, I want to ask you one more thing before we wrap up here today. If there was one thing, one wish you had for my parents and guardians to know, what would that be? 
Hmm. I really think that I wish I had known that God could always use me no matter what, you know, that no matter what my past had looked like, like I spent years after I came back to the Lord, I still spent years kind of trapped in that thought that um, it was too late. You know, it was too late to do something for God. It's not, it isn't. That's what I'm saying. It isn't. And whether, I mean, it's not everybody's, um, God doesn't have everybody to write a book or to be a pastor or to whatever the thing is, but he has something for every one of us. He has something for every one of us. He wants us to mentor other people. He wants us to speak to people. He wants us to share our faith and people are looking for hope. Yes, they are. I believe more now than ever in our world, people are looking for hope and we have it. We have hope and God wants us to share that. Mm, you know, to be a light into the world. Mm. I, I, I love it. Tess, I mean, you, you've come in and done nothing but add value to my parents from the first, from the first word you spoke all the way through now. And I really do appreciate it. I really do appreciate you showing my parents and guardians out there that there's a hope showing these godly women out there, the, the women who might think that God no longer loves them, that your God does love you and you mean the world to him so much so that he gave his one and only son so that you could be in right relationship with him. Tess, thank you for speaking truth to us and allow yourself to be used of God. Thank you for having me on. I so appreciate it, Stan. I just, I want to encourage women everywhere. Well, you know what, Tess, before we go though, tell them where they can find you and about your book and the link and moms and dads, we're going to have it in the podcast description for you. Go ahead, Tess. Okay, so my book is called Listen, Sister, Finding Hope in the Freak Show of Life. It's a collection of stories. They're all short stories. They take about two minutes to read. You can read it while you lock yourself in the bathroom because your kids won't leave you alone. And everyone is encouraging. Everyone is true. Many of them are embarrassing, Um, but they have a verse at the end, the lesson I learned, and I hope that they will encourage you. You can find that book. The ebook is out now. And the paperback is launching June 14th of 2022. Everywhere books are sold, Amazon, um, but also Barnes and Noble and, you know, everywhere, everywhere you can find books. That's where you'll find it. And Moms as the Guardians is guests like Tess that we want to bring to you every week. That's going to add value to you, add value to your kids, your preteens, your teens, to help lift you up and to help you go out and fearlessly parent. So until the next episode, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was once said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that 
Nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.